Welcome to Tech Talks in 20. I'm Michael Logan. And I am Ginger Conlon. And today we are going to dive into the state of customer experience. Now, not the entire report because we spoke to nearly 3,000 consumers and nearly 700 customer experience executives across the globe. So it covers so much information that today we want to dive into talking about cloud platforms and what we learned asking those nearly 700 customer experience executives their thoughts on the cloud, the benefits of using the cloud, their maturity level, and all kinds of other information. Why can't we just read the data right now in 20 minutes? I think we can get through all 269 <laughs> responses and seven, 690 CX executives in 20 minutes. I don't know that that would be a valuable use of anyone's time if we, if we just read the data back to you, but it is available to you. We'll, we'll talk about that at the end, but you're right. It's, it's important. If we just focus on that, the 690 CX executives that talk about their, how they're migrating to cloud or if they've migrated to cloud or, you know, why they haven't migrated to cloud yet. And it, there's so many different levels of where they're at and their cloud maturity level. There's, mm -hmm reasons they're they're going after it, but then there's also those reasons we're holding back. And I think it's really good to unpack some of that, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. And we have a special guest to help us go through it. Brian Bischoff, who is SVP of Cloud Commercial Operations at Genesis. Welcome, Brian. Hey, thank you. And thank you for the invitation. I'm looking forward to going through all of the information and sharing insights we have from both the consumers as well as the customers that have uh, filled out this survey, the professionals. But, you know, I've worked a lot of our trade shows. I've, I've met a lot of our potential customers and, and those opportunities, you, you ask the question, you know, are you looking for something cloud, hybrid cloud, on-premises? What, what do you look for? And it used to be 80% of the time I would hear, we're only interested in premises for certain reasons. You know, very few were, were approaching the cloud aspects, but then I saw this transition over the last five years, you know, it hasn't been that long. It feels very recent in that regards to how that transition of, we want to move more to cloud and that conversation started to take over. And it was a very rapid transition to that. And is that what you're seeing or can you talk more about that? Yeah, it, it's actually very interesting. You're, you're right. Four or five years ago, uh, most customers would say they're not ready, but then a few things happened. Uh, one is the rest of the enterprise started going to cloud. So if you have a specific solution, it could be around CRM, it could be around HR practices, it could be around collaboration, all of that began to go to cloud. So the architectural models customers put in, and when the CIO was looking at buying, they started looking at cloud. Also, un unfortunately, but what ha has happened in the market is that the pandemic hit and all of a sudden everyone sent thousands of agents home and they had to grapple with how do we support them and how do we support remote agents? And we've been running four or five different contact center technologies and how do we move that forward? And it began a re-envisioning, if you will, of what CX, what customer experience should look like. And now it's, Michael, frankly, the number you said are the opposite, right? Where mm -hmm. I think in this survey, even 70% of the business respondents say they are moving to cloud in the next 24 months. So where I used to get asked why cloud, I don't get that anymore. I get how and when. Those are really the questions. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the data that, uh, that we surfaced in the report was that the lead area in terms of, uh, you know, focusing on the cloud is digital engagement. Not really surprising there because 
so much uh, to your point, Brian, so much is already happening in the cloud in that area. Chat bots. So no, that was, that was 51% of respondents. So that's like the biggest. And then the next level down 39% are using the cloud for voice bots and chat bots, and then analytics and reporting dashboards, 38%. And then we have a three-way tie in the next area, which is marketing automation, uh, telephony, you know, context, context under technology, of course, and CRM. So those were the top areas. And I thought that was a pretty interesting mix, and, but no surprise, of course, with digital engagement. Yeah, it, I think it's, it's amazing when businesses look at this. They're not doing it for their own sake. They're doing it to respond to what customers are asking for. Mm-hmm. Customers are looking to interact via different channels based on where they are in their day, what device type is in front of them, and what the application they're looking to uh, get to. And, and so as businesses are looking to provide that entry point to their brand, the customer to brand interface, if you will, they need to build this out. And the challenge in the past is there were some pretty good systems where businesses went to an RFP, they picked, looked at the top three, they picked a different channel versus an outbound channel versus a self-service channel. And now it's very difficult to bring them together and they're brittle and people are worried about trying to move to the next level. And so uh, as customers scream and demand for getting information answered and to have access via different uh, device types, businesses are looking at how do they do it. And when they go to cloud, they typically consolidate from multiple vendors to what I'll call a horizontal uh, customer experience layer that has all of these capabilities. Uh, And this is where we're seeing uh, the digital adoption greatly increase as well as enter some of the other channels we can say. Yeah. Yeah. So it's tying back to the, the, the other cloud providers they have like a CRM and not always cloud. They're not always that, but it's that easy integration point between all those enterprise solutions is what you're saying. Absolutely. And when a CIO or CTO looks at this and they look at their budget and typically 70% of the budget is spent on maintaining and updating and upgrading current stuff. That's a technical word stuff. Um, <laughs> now that, that means only 30% accrues to customer facing incremental applications, right? And if you can fundamentally change that model, flip it upside down so that you're not maintaining, upgrading, updating, and you're building strictly customer facing applications on this horizontal software layer of customer experience in the cloud, then you greatly increase your value to the company and certainly to the customers that are doing business with. So Brian, are you seeing the companies that are shifting from on-premise to cloud, is there more of a big jump or is there more of a, we're going to do some hybrid and then we're going to move like a bit at a time, kind of more uh, cautious shift? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good question. And and actually it's, there's not one answer. It's somewhat bifurcated, if I may, in that for certain customers of certain size, they take it all on at once, right? They make the change for their agents, for their uh, customer interfaces, and they get it done. And what's great about cloud, by the way, is it's not a lot of integration, it's more configuration. So you can get it done. And our customers I see in the industry are typically 120 days or less. So that's great. But for the larger ones, we say the solutions in the cloud can be all in one, but they don't have to be all at once, which means that you can 
bring on specific business units, you can bring on specific applications. Many people talk about hybrid where they may have certain applications uh, in the cloud and others that we attach to that are still in their data center. And so it, it really depends on the speed and the motivation of the company looking to do this. I, I somewhat characterize middle-sized businesses doing it all at once and a larger is more complex with, it could be thousands of employees or hundreds plus of agents uh, typically will do this over a longer period of time for safety, for risk mitigation, and to uh, genuinely measure the benefits that are accruing during each phase. So you, you bring up an interesting point. You say how, how we can move relatively quickly to that cloud migration. You know, we can get there in some cases, you said, you know, 120 days. If that's the case, we still know there's some hesitation out there around, you know, should I move to cloud? When do I move to cloud? How do I move to cloud? What is, in your point, I mean, when you hear how the advantages that are there about the rapid deployment of these cloud features and, and migrations, what, what would be the holdup? What, is, what would be the, the hesitation, if you will? Well, it's certainly, uh, Michael, not the speed of your ability to do it. Uh, it's typically the change management in the organization. So what do I mean by that change management? fancy word, but what it means is that many companies have built silos of information over five to 10 year period, have specialized training for agents. They have gone through all of the different internal reviews on security and how the data flows out and collecting information, even if it's as rudimentary as on spreadsheets to gauge your operational impacts with your clients. So you've got five to 10 years of invested legacy work and the thought of, for many customers, how do I unravel that and move to a different layer comes daunting, right? And this is where I think it's really important uh, when customers are looking to go to cloud to look at the interface that the agents will use, look at the ability they have to navigate to different technologies or different interfaces that the client is using. Look at the ability to take all of that data that's available in a single place and have it available for analytics and exporting. And then, Certainly in a modern world, and this is so different than what many customers have, in a modern world, look at how you can actually drive and curate that solution for your customers through APIs, because this is where the value comes in, in terms of that customer customizing the solution and adapting it to what you're trying to achieve with your customers, not necessarily what the platforms have to offer at the box. Yeah, I love that because I have like a long history in customer experience technology and CRM. And, and it just, it's always a good reminder, strategy first, what do you need? And then, then you get the technology that matches your need. It's not the shiny object first, you know? Yeah. You want to look into the shiny object, but what's, what's your strategy that you're trying to support? So that's great. And, you know, Brian, you mentioned a couple of the benefits. So in the survey, some of our survey response respondents pointed out that the greatest benefits of using cloud stem from access to rich data across channels. So the result is better decision-making, real-time performance improvements, more robust risk management. Anything else that you're seeing out there that when you're talking to customers? I think it's, it's been a grand plan for many years to be able to get all of these listening or touch points in the customer, bring the data into some shape in a data lake where real-time decisioning can be made, or more importantly, even how do you take information you have on the customer and the channels and their previous interactions and be more 
predictive in terms of what they're trying to achieve so you can uh, be better suited to do that. It's, it's somewhat like if you were a concierge at the hotel and you're, you know a lot of information, but you would be much more effective, if you would, if you had some information on the person before they walked up to you, if you had information on where they've been. And that's what happens in cloud, to your point, around getting all of these siloed points together, getting the data assembled in a common way, being able to, at that moment of truth, that real-time decisioning, be able to apply what the best practice is. Is it to send to a bot? Is it to bring it to an expert agent? Is it to wait for the best agent for two more minutes because you know the customer would rather be served effectively than fast? These are all the things that are now amazingly possible by bringing this data together in a single way to be real-time uh, decisioning on how to best serve testing. Yeah. So as, as cloud providers in the CX uh, world, we have to prove that to our customers and our potential customers that, and, and it's not just us, it's anyone in the space, anyone in the cloud space, that all these items you just mentioned, whether it's you know the better access to data, whether it's um, you know more capabilities across channels, being able to scale quickly, all those features that, that cloud offers, we have to prove that we can do it in order to combat that change management mindset where is it worth it to go through the change for all these benefits? And I guess from your standpoint, how would you respond to that? Well, I think that the data suggests, especially in the survey where 70% of customers said they are moving in the next few years that they already are predisposed to do that. Now the question becomes, what is the best logical way to do that? Right. Mm -hmm. uh, if we, if, do we, do we do this all at once? Do we, do this over a period of time? How do I get the different groups inside my company to coalesce around a common schedule and common metrics on what the outcomes we're looking for? So uh, it's a great question in that we used to think about should I or should I not in the movement of cloud? And now, once again, it's um, the predisposition, let's say, of at least 70% are, yeah, we're going. Now, how do we get there with the right partner? How do we design this appropriately? And what is the time frame that's gonna produce these outcomes we're looking to drive with our You know, one thing I'm curious about, Brian, who is leading the shift? Is it IT saying, hey, you know, these tools are great. You person who are running the contact center, mm -hmm. we wanna take you along on this journey. Or is it, you know, the person running the contact center saying, hey, IT partner, you know, we see that these cool capabilities are out there and we really wanna harness them. Or is it kind of a little both? First of all, Brian already identified it. It's stuff. Hey, oh, Brian, stuff. Well, you say it there. we got new stuff we want to show you. Who's saying we got the new stuff we want to give you? That's that's the question. Well, I, I actually love the question because we're, we're in this unique time frame that I haven't really seen. Before. And what I, what I mean by that is the business is trying to fundamentally drive the customer experience acceleration and they want to do this you know, with different channels. They want to do it with different applications. And, and they're looking to do this. And they feel like in the past, IT hasn't been able to get to that because there's a backlog of different projects, infrastructure, what have you, right? At the same time, I see the IT team looking and continuing their architectural movement to cloud, their flattening of vendors, their consolidation of applications into a suite. And what's really unique is it's the first time I've seen in over a decade where both IT and the business are 
looking at funding the same project when it goes to their business planning process. And so you have two sponsors, which is really cool and unique where it's both the business and the IT side coalescing around us, you know, specific top projects that are around CX. So it, it's a great question because in, in the past, it was typically IT and it was driven by infrastructure and the business got a voice now and then, but now they're both driving it on common, if you will, uh, funding requests and common project requests that they're trying to do. So it's really cool. That is, yeah, that is interesting. You know, you think about it, like I'm sure in the past when the business came to you and said, this is what we need. This is what our customers want. It was, well, we got to build it and we've got to buy it. We've got to go out and we've got to add to our stack of servers and then we have to build it and that's going to take time. And really, when we think about what a cloud solution offers and your cloud solution should offer this, it's that easy pivot to that next thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's that ability to scale without scaling internally, without without creating another resource that you have to manage internally, right? Something something along those lines. No, absolutely. Let me give you a great example. It really jumped out at me last year. Uh, we often talk about experience as a service and how do companies provide that empathetic, more predictive uh, interactions with the clients, right? And so last year in Genesis, we had a product release where we introduced something called transcription so that you could do speech analytics. So you could essentially, where most companies record all transactions and listen to 2% of them, and it's not actionable. Now, all of a sudden you could record hundred and within minutes, know what's going on all across the internet, right? Now in the past, companies would sponsor a project like that. They pick a vendor, they'd spend six to eight months to Uh, get the PO and it turned on and start experimenting. What happened when we released this within Genesis is we made it available and the next day, hundreds of customers could use it without giving us a PO, without giving us any additional program work. It was enabled in their application. They could click on as an administrator and now they could start trying it. They could start trying it with a small group of five agents. They could start trying it with a group specific in the business. And the speed that it delivers by doing this in cloud you know, many, many months faster, no work around generating new POs, ability to test in different groups, A-B test, all of these things are what drives the speed of delivery and the value to the business. So once again, we talked about, is it IT or is it business? IT looks at this as, wow, that's how I can do it. That's a great, yeah, that's a really strong point because you're right, something like that, where it's just, I just have to flip a switch and it's working now, as opposed to I've got to clear out room in the, in the server closet to make sure we do that. And that, that, that's just, that's the basic way to put it. You know, if we know what that means, clearing room means uh, clear my calendar too, because it's going to take a long time to get that going. There's got to be other benefits though, right? Other benefits to going cloud. Ginger, what, we had some of that. There was some of that on the study too, right? Was there? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, nearly 60% of respondents said better access to data across channels, which is I think more important, more and more important every day, especially if you're trying mm-hmm. to deliver, you know, relevant, empathetic experiences to, to customers. To Brian's point, adding new capabilities faster was important to um, 53% of the, uh, or a top choice of 53% of respondents. Increased security, disaster recovery, and business continuity uh, pointed out by 46% of respondents. Simplification through a single interface. Yes, please. Thank you very much. 44% of respondents. Enhanced reporting and analytics. Scale resources on demand, which as we all know from the past two years is essential. 
mm-hmm. and then rapidly addressing the changing geographical support needs. And that's, you know, the, the more we globalize, the more important that becomes as well. Yeah. And I just want to highlight some of the things you point out there. When you start tying these together, they all rely on one another. When you think about enhanced reporting and analytics, well, having a single interface that talks to all the different data points, well, you know, you've just resolved a lot of that. But, and then one thing that I see there that is, is a key, you know, used to be flag and, and, and it's around disaster recovery and business continuity where those used to be parts, uh, those used to be things that we thought about in the cloud, but what, what's changed for us around that, right? I mean, cause you think about, you know, that, that fear of losing everything or losing your contact center for a day was, that was a thing of the past with, with cloud. What, what have you seen change around that specifically? Well, well certainly in the cloud and many of the providers will advertise what their SLAs are and it's typically four nines or above. Uh, and that's most typically higher than an enterprise or a business would have, basically for a few reasons. Number one, failures occur when someone goes in and changes code or customized code. Uh, mm-hmm. If everyone is running the same version in the cloud, then that kind of goes away, right? Number two, failures often occur at a either a hardware or a physical site level, and then you have to build these very complex and detailed disaster recovery or failover plans to your second site, or even more challenging, real-time splitting of traffic between multiple sites. When you move to the cloud, essentially the vendor that does this for hundreds or thousands of customers like we do at Genesis takes care of that. And so a lot of the areas that have traditionally led to downtime around uh, human changes, around hardware failures, around physical environments, around even upgrades and updates where one version is now out of alignment and it stops complete processing in the contact center. Uh, those things substantially go away as evidenced by uh, the uptime that the cloud providers have and uh, several, uh, including Genesis, we post our uh, availability and our real-time status online for all of our customers and partners and all to see. Uh, and so, yeah, so availability is definitely driven up, once again, allowing IT to focus on things beyond building infrastructure and solidity of the backup plan and into uh, how do we build applications that make this a better way for clients to interact with our brand. So I just, I want to toss out another 70% stat. Brian, you pointed out that over the next two years, about 70% of the respondents to status customer experience are, are shifting to the cloud. Well, in our connected customer uh, experience report that we did earlier this year, 70% of customers said a company is only as good as its customer experience. Yet about a third also said that they're still frustrated by the customer experience when they reach out to the contact center. And I see that as a big opportunity gap. And so I just wanted to kind of wrap up with your final take on how companies can use cloud to be a customer experience leader. Well, I, I think once again, the focus that we often talk about is experience as a service and how do customers get the most value of interacting with your brand. And very candidly, most markets are hyper competitive. Um, it's becoming harder and harder to differentiate your product or service from your competitors. And what it comes down to oftentimes is does that customer 
appreciate the interactions they have with you. Is it easy to do? Is it frictionless? Is there, are you focused on getting the situation resolved on the first contact or first contact resolution? Because customers calling with an issue they want to resolve. Uh, and, and so these are the things that we focus on. And to your question, Ginger, this is some of the areas that cloud allows you to do that, right? Which is it allows you to essentially build or design to prescript, if you will, using information uh, you have on the customer and what they've done to lead to a better journey into your organization, into your brand, by deciding in real time what is the appropriate service. One part of that too, though, and this is really fascinating to me, there's been a extreme focus in the last two years since the pandemic on the actual agents. What do they do? Does the customer trust the agent? Are they empathetic? Do they have the data available at that time of transaction? Um, are they able to broker me into someone else and get it resolved on the first contact? And so what cloud has done as a as kind of an interesting byproduct uh, has allowed businesses to focus on their employees because they're now all remote. How do we best treat them? How do we best give them the best tools? How do we best equip them to service the customer? And the winner at the end of the day is both the employees as well as the customers calling in. So it's a kind of a byproduct of going to cloud and, and the work that businesses have focused on that, but it's a side benefit that accrues to the customer as well. And once again, if you're in a hyper-competitive, saturated market, the customer experience is only one of the ways to separate. Uh, this is why we see this large investment, incremental investment in the CX. You know, one thing I, I often say, Brian, is, and I've heard this before, and I want to repeat it again, and it's the idea that you talk about being in a competitive market. Just, I think that we focus so much on our, our own com competitors as business owners. We, we focus on who we're competing against, but when it comes to customer experience, you're competing against everyone. If you're a bank, you're competing against technology. You're competing against healthcare because that experience that you're giving your customers or your, or in the case, your patients carries over. It's not, it's, you know, I expect the same experience I get from my bank that I do from a technology provider that I do from my insurance company. And then from my healthcare provider, it's, it's all the same experience when you, when you look at it that. So it's not just who am I competing against in the business world? It's how I'm competing as a brand to be someone that is recognized for that. And that's, that, I think that's a real key to why the investments happen too. So no, absolutely. Uh, and it's being driven generational by different ways that different ages and uh, people in different countries want to communicate with their brands. And they say, to your point, Michael, well, why can't I just get an SMS that right. product is shipped? Right? Why can't I just self-serve at 11 o'clock on a Friday night? Why can't I? So you're right. I mean, they are holding a new standard, not just to you, but the last good customer experience they had, whether it's in your industry or not. Absolutely. Yeah. Brian, thank you so much for your time today. This has been, as always, uh, eye-opening and, and, you know, we always catch something new and this, this study means a lot more uh, when we present it in ways that you can clearly present it to us. So thank you very much for your time today. Uh, yeah, you bet. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, I look forward to the uh, next year when we come out with this again and sharing additional insights uh, with all of those here on our broadcast. Hey, thanks again. 
Wow, Michael, another great conversation here at Tech Talks in 20. It was so nice having Brian Bischoff on with us, SVP of Cloud Commercial Operations at Genesis. We talked about so much and a couple of things really stood out to me. The first um, was actually one of the last things that he pointed out was how cloud technology can really help you support your agents. And at this time where employee engagement has become more important than ever, I think that that is really worth taking a, a look at and, and uh, you know, reflecting on how you can use cloud in your organization to help support your agents, give them a better experience, which will help them, of course, deliver a better customer experience. And then I also thought it was really interesting how he pointed out that more and more cloud decisions or decisions to purchase cloud-based technologies are coming from a partnership of IT and the business, not one or the other kind of leading and dragging the other along. I mean, there are partnerships now where they're coming together and saying, hey, let's move forward together. What did you see? Yeah, what did you he, hear? I, I just want to add on to that because, you know, Brian so elegantly put it that it's stuff, right? You know, and I, I think I made the point mm-hmm. like, you know, IT can come to you and say, here's the things we have, here's where we're going. The business is going to say, but we need this stuff. Right. And IT is going to be like, what? Yeah, that's that's really that's really the the hurdle. So when you talk about that hurdle, it's that so there's that maturity curve around, you know, that comfort level with cloud. And what's going to drive that is what you just mentioned. It's that that ability to be able to come to IT as a business driver and say, this is what we need. This is what customers are demanding. Mm-hmm. They need this. They need to meet us here. This is where they're at. This is where we need to see it. That's where we need to be. And they're getting to that point where it's, you know, all of that starting to come together. All of those, those thought processes are starting to come together and they're coming together in the cloud. They're coming together and saying the best way to get to this, the, from, from where we're at now to where we want to be for both IT and business is in the cloud. And that's where that maturity curve is changing. Their comfort level is changing. They realize that it doesn't have to be all cloud all at once. They can, they can bridge and, and use a mix of cloud and hybrid and on-premises technologies to, to bridge that together. And he, he did talk about that. And it's how we bring all that together in a single interface, whether it's, you know, these old legacy technologies, these or, or old premises technologies that need to be in front of an agent that's at home. That's, you know, that's, and those, those are some of the keys that are, that are changing that. As we close this week's episode of Tech Talks in 20, I want to thank everyone for listening. And I hope you were able to take something away from today's topic. Before we leave you, we wanted to remind you to be sure to take advantage of of the additional resources listed below on genesis.com. They'll expand on today's topic and we'll leave you some additional information. Also, be sure to click subscribe and get notified on previous and new episodes of the podcast and feel free to share with your colleagues and friends. Again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of Tech Talks in 20.